Welcome to 1,000 Miles of Desert and Mountains, brought to you by the University Libraries at the University of Nevada, Reno, and the Washoe County Libraries. This project explores the pages of George and Josephine's diaries that document their 1,000-mile-long prospecting trip across Nevada in 1914. The diaries, which are housed in special collections and university archives at the University Libraries, are a wonderful primary source and give us insights into what life was like at the time while connecting us to George and Josephine. As we join George and Josephine today, the date is Friday, June 19, 1914. George and Josephine are still in Amargosa, Nevada, and are packing up and making arrangements to head out on the next leg of their adventure. Friday, June 19th. Sunshine and hot, but clouds begin coming up from the west. Still looks stormy in Death Valley. Tucson left some of her vines, so she must have had a plenty. Sent a letter to the postmaster at Beatty to hold our mail. To the postmaster at Las Vegas to forward our mail to Beatty and 60 cents in stamps. To the Wharton Drug Company for two rolls of films. While I was at the station to mail the letter to Beatty, the conductor asked me if I'd run across a prospector by the name Pearson. He had me go in and talk to the dispatcher, Mr. Dodd, who said he had a letter from Los Angeles asking him to try to locate a prospector by that name who was supposed to be on their line of road and who had come in this spring. I told him I kept a daily record and I would look it up and let him know at evening train time. In going over our journal, I am reminded that the man who came into our camp the morning we left Las Vegas said his name was Pearson. He was the man that asked for Jack Wood, about 30 years old, of slight build, 5 foot 7 inches tall and a cigarette smoker. But Mr. Dodd was not in his office when the train went through, so I could not give him the information. Josephine packed all day, and I provided all the animals with a good feed of vines. By evening, the wheels were pretty well swollen shut, and the wagon was loaded, and the pack saddles and the aparejos packed. Dauberman came over and stayed till nine o'clock. When Morris was talking about his prospect, I asked him what about water. And he said there was a dripping spring three miles away that made a barrel of water a day, and at five miles there was a spring that gave a good supply. When the Bayers broke camp, instead of going back toward Beatty or even down to Fairbanks, as they had told me they were going, they took the road to Ash Meadows, and I heard Morris tell them that when they reached Stewart Valley, they should have the red rock they would find there tested for cinnamar. Doberman told us to drive a stake at 6 o'clock of the morning of the 21st and a second stake in its shadow. At 6 o'clock in the evening, the first stake would be in the shadow of the second and the two stakes would mark exactly east and west.
Thank you for listening with us today, and please join us next time when George and Josephine are in Goldfield, Nevada. Tensions are growing in Europe, and the New York Stock Exchange is closed. Special thanks to Special Collections and University Archives at the University of Nevada, Reno, for making the diaries available, and to our reader, Jeremiah G. Nelson, for bringing George and Josephine's words to life. Big thanks to the 1,000 Miles Project team, Kim Anderson, Reed Barris, Catherine Dirk, Emily Dunster, Nathan Gerth, Chrissy Klenke, Michelle Rebelotti, Landon Renwick, Laura Rock, and Lucas Starmer, along with me, your host, Robin Monteith. Episode music provided by Thomas Jones Chase, Tim Torrance, and Per Anders Nilsson, courtesy of Universal Production Music. You can explore more of the 1,000 Miles Project at library.unr.edu slash 1,000 hyphen miles, or simply find the link in the show notes. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm.